Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Chips and Bits podcast. Do you remember the Micro Machines commercials, like when we were kids? Did you have Micro Machines in Canada, or are they like Micro Machines? Unfortunately. With a U, like Micro Machines? Sure, yes. Yes, Micro Machines. They didn't have the fastest talking guy, they had the most polite fastest talking guy do the commercials. He was both, actually. He was, is he Canadian? I have no idea. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though. Because, like, Michael Machines. Yes, of course I know who you're He's on about. YouTube. You can look him up. I I'll think, do that. I think his name is Fastest Talking Guy. And he holds a world record for it. Which is weird because you feel like the syllabic, like, the world record for which sentence? Is there, like, a specific world record sentence? Probably, yeah. Like, like this person, the, you have to read this to Guinness. It's, it's like the diary of Arthur Guinness. Yeah. To get that world record. Mm-hmm. Also, what's up with these places in Europe? Uh, like, having weird, like, touristy, like, kitschy things to sell their business. Like, Guinness makes beer. But they have the world records. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelin makes tires. But they define which restaurants are the finest dining in the world. Not for much longer, though, maybe. That's true. Uh, England just makes dumb decisions like we do in the u.s yeah we're very anti-brexit on this podcast (laughs) oh shit we have a podcast very best to try and let you go for as long as possible on this one i was hoping you would let me go mm-hmm. you know some days you just wake up and think video games again <laughs> so yeah i do that every day uh i should probably say we have a patreon which i know after my michelin and guinness rant you definitely want to throw extra money our way yeah totally um it's at patreon.com slash chipsy bitsy what's it I don't know. Do you need me to do your job for you? No, just go to chips-and-bits.com. That'll do it. They're like American chips, not English chips, just so you know. Um, yeah, uh, that's all our, our other stuff, right? Review us on iTunes, even though that's kind of a weird running gag. Delicatus is closing. Do we have any other running gags? Uh, no, the, some, the art direction's great. Sometimes we forget to introduce ourselves. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm Kenny Myers, and this is... Matthew Anderson. Yeah, and we've been doing this for way too long. <laughs> and there was there were brief periods where I was like, Matt, we shouldn't do this anymore. And he was like, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, all right, let's do it again. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe this year I'll be like, Kenny, we shouldn't do this anymore. Uh, and then I'll be like, Matt, too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're edging close to it, though. Like... Lo- more every year i feel like i have to force you to play more and more games that's true because you're just like oh, that's like 30 hours man yeah <laughs> <laughs> i could be i could be sitting that's it just sitting yeah it sounds great and meditating or whatever you do yeah eating your beaver tail uh what are we talking about today kenny uh i don't remember is it uh let me think it's not luigi's mansion one no and it's not the micro machines guy okay so, when I told Matt about playing this game together, 
he wanted me to clarify that it was Luigi's Mansion 3 and not any other Luigi Mansion, but he can't play any other Luigi's Mansion. So we had a very, a very, a tiff, a, a text message tiff about this game. Do you remember? I do remember. It's very exciting stuff. It's really not. You know, it'd be more exciting if you got into it, Matt. I mean, what happened was I searched the Nintendo store for Luigi's Mansion because that's how you had mentioned we were going to play this game. I didn't know there were any other versions of Luigi Mansion because that's how many Nintendo games I play. There's two. And so I searched on the Nintendo three. store and it said Luigi's Mansion 3 was the first autofill thing. And I was like, oh, there's three of these things. Yeah. So then I wanted to make sure, well, which one are we playing? Is three the most recent one? And I went and Googled Luigi's Mansion and it turned out, yes, there were three. And it was very difficult to find out which one was Switch only immediately. So I texted Kenny because I knew he would know the answer and he just withheld it. Are you telling me that Nintendo doesn't know how to do online things? Yes. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. However, this is a mon- monumental occasion. I didn't even think to mark it. Yeah, it's the it's, it's the, the very, very, very first, first Nintendo game we've reviewed on this podcast. It is. A year ago, I tried to convince Matt to get a... Well, like two years ago, I was like, you need to get a Switch. And he's like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, a year later, he's like, I'm thinking about getting a Switch. And I'm like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And then he got it for his travels. And now he just plays it mostly in bed. Yep. When he's not in silence or thinking about which video games he wants to say no to Kenny about. Yeah, or meditating. Or meditating. Mm-hmm. Or eating beaver tails. Yep. Beaver tails, by the way, are a delicious Canadian treat. Wow. They really are. All right, so let's talk about Luigi's Mansion 3. Sure. So th- another fun thing about th- another fun fact about this game mm-hmm. is uh, we played a co-op. Yeah, in the same location. In the same location. On the same couch. On various couches. Uh, well, I mean, like, together. Di- two different there couches. Were two different couches. <laughs> two different locations, but the same couch. And one the box time. in an alley that we're just <laughs> not really going to address <laughs> in this podcast. But it was very comfortable. Yeah. And a cool rooftop, like in the Switch ads. Yeah, I used my kickstand and everything. Yeah, yeah, the kickstand, that flimsy piece of shit. We uh, haven't even talked about the Switch. We've just been in PC land so long. Like, the Switch is such a great system. Yeah, it's awesome. It's like, it's complimentary to everything. Yeah. Oh, God damn it, Matt. You got to give me something here. You're just saying, yeah. I'm just, just waiting for you to start talking about the video game. <laughs> All right, so we played Luigi's Mansion. Uh, Mr. Let's stay in order here on this podcast. This is a podcast. People don't listen to it. They just say they do. And then they queue up in their download thing. All right. Uh, God damn it, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Matt. How about you take over? All right. Well, let's get a couple things out of the way. Um, controls. Controls in this game. Uh, they kind of suck. They're, uh, they're, they're very Nintendo-y. <laughs> they're hard to, to adjust to. Uh, there's a lot of moving the joysticks in weird ways that you wouldn't uh, normally move them. And uh, it took me, I don't know, definitely a couple of plays, and each time a couple of minutes into each play before I felt like I was even doing the right thing at all. Uh, but once you get them, it's fun. Those controls are fun. But they take some getting used to. Yeah, they're definitely designed as, like, to slow you down so you can't do things like it almost feels like it feels like it's correct for what you're doing like yes. vacuuming yes essentially you're just cleaning a ghost house well and also you know they, they'd spend a lot of effort on in almost every sequence reminding you how scared shitless luigi is about everything and everything. so uh it sort of reinforces that 
mechanic a little bit too, where you feel a little bit random when you're kind of you're just kind of moving around in weird 360 patterns and just throwing your vacuum in all directions because you're just like ah Mario Mario. <laughs> um, so it does reinforce that quite a bit, but it's it's kind of a pain in the ass the first couple of times you play it too. I mean, speaking of the Mario voice, it, there's assigned buttons for calling for Mario. Three different ones. Yeah, <laughs> Mario. 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 It's so entertaining each time. It just feels like dead air. It's like when you're viewing a website and you sort of like move the mouse mm-hmm. around without even highlighting stuff without even knowing it. It's just so pleasant. That's uh, what's nice about Nintendo is they think about dumb shit like that. I, yeah, I mean, I would say one of the things that when I was thinking back on our time with this game that stood out to me was how few mechanics there are in this game. You know, there's basically there's a flashing mechanic, there's a reveal mechanic, and there's a vacuum mechanic. That's it. And yet... Well, really, two vacuum mechanics. Sure, push and pull. Um, well, three if you include the super bonus one at the end. Yeah. But you really, don't, you really don't use the push one that often. Were you laughing at my Siri watch intervention? I was, yeah. Well, I'm um, a professional. Uh, so there's there's very few mechanics, and yet, you know, at its at its heart, definitely this is a this is a puzzle game. And how fun and challenging and interesting and you know varied they they made the puzzles in the end. It was fascinating to me. I mean, they they did so much so much lifting with such simple mechanics. Uh, that was that was impressive. I thought. Beyond that, each floor is like its own theme park, pretty much. That they're very dedicated to. I mean, yeah. like you get off on the floor, and if it's like dinosaur floor, there's it's a dinosaur museum, and everything is like very museum-y and dinosaur And all the ghosts are dinosaur-themed, minus some generic ghosts that they have. There aren't actually many enemy types in this game. I think there's like four or five yeah. that aren't bosses. But the bosses, there's like... There's the puzzle mechanics, but then there's also the bosses, which are themselves also puzzle mechanics, but also like action pieces too. All Nintendo bosses are puzzle mechanics in many ways. Yeah, there's a simple um, way that they teach you how to catch ghosts with your vacuum. Um, But whether you have to use shock them first with... Oh, I forgot about the plunger. There's also the plunger mechanic. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? Um, you know, it gave so you a lot of plunger hats. There's different ways that you can sort of get... Uh, you get... also forgot about Gooigi mechanic, which you don't think of as a mechanic, but it is actually a mechanic well, just because I played it. We'll talk about that, yeah. All right, Gooigi! Um, yeah, so, you, you know, other than just vacuuming up these ghosts, you have to get them into a state to make them vacuumable. And uh, what Kenny is alluding to is that the bosses are sort of the best and most unique version of each time you encounter one. There's this figuring out process, like you would expect for a mini boss in a game, of how you're going to use or combine these different mechanics and sometimes the environment to get them in a state where you can vacuum them in the first place. And then you actually have to perform the actions and not die and catch these things. Right. And I noticed as we were getting towards the last third of the game, you and I would just be very patiently waiting to see what the boss does. Yeah. In the beginning, you're sort of like, flash him, do this, throw something at him. You know, and you just sort of freak out like, okay, we better figure this out. Uh, and then in the end, you sort of like, you're chill. You know, you're not as freaked out as Luigi is. And you're just like, all right, well, let's see what this dude does. <laughs> yeah. And the boss fights, I mean, there, there's so many good, memorable boss fights in this game. And they're mm-hmm. all hilarious. Like, it's it's a haunted mansion, but it's definitely not Resident Evil 7 haunted. No, it's like, it's very cartoony, very staged, aesthetic Like Scooby-Doo. Mansion. Yes, very Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And, you know, there are... Was there 15 levels? Floors? E- plus B1, B2. Yeah, so about 17 floors. Yeah. 
And I want to say, so, and I think all but one of those floors had a boss fight attached to it. Uh, cause the base, the second basement did too, but mm-hmm. the first basement did not, I don't think. Um, anyways, there's somewhere. It did uh, have a boss fight. There's somewhere around at least 15 bosses plus the final boss. There's, the bellboy was the boss fight. Two, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're one. right. Yeah. But he's just so like, he's the first boss. So yeah. it's, it's not, he's like a regular ghost. Yeah. So there's, you know. He's just, it, a, he's just a regular old ghost. 18 to 20 bosses in this game. And I want to say maybe two of them were slightly uninspired and the others each of them was like fun, challenging. Sometimes we laughed out loud. Sometimes we were like, wow, that was hard. Each of them had a different sort of uh, fun story about them. And they were all really, really cool, really interesting boss fights. Yeah. Um, one in particular, the one I love the most that sticks out is we're on, you're on a pirate ship. Mm-hmm. And it's like a ghost shark. But the ghost shark dives into the pirate ship and possesses it. Mm-hmm. And the ship takes on the persona. Uh, so you're on the ship fighting the ship, trying to throw bombs in this mouth. Oh, look, my sinuses are acting up. Mm, wonderful. That's what happens when you podcast in the morning, Kenny. Well, uh, what are you talking about? We're releasing this Monday, the day of. There's, They definitely hear sounds now, and I have proof of it. That is a ghost sound. That, that is I don't a know ghost what sound. that was. Mario? <laughs> That's the Gooigi Mario. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to dis- actually when I think about describing it, which is unfortunate because we have a podcast. Uh, it's hard to describe other than a bunch of like events, like the ship turns around and you have to quickly like grapple for safety because mm-hmm. it turns vertically. You have to uh, throw bobs in the mouth, and the animation is just so funny. Yeah, it's like if you can imagine boards of wood that can then be manipulated by like a demon. Um, you know, it, it's creating eyes and a mouth with planks of wood from the ship once the shark dives into the ship. And it's like moving around and pulling you in different directions and firing these bombs at you. And then you have to, you know, with with the ship changing levels, you have to suck up those bombs with the vacuum and fire it into the mouth of the shark demon ship. <laughs> and then the shark will eventually, if you fire enough bombs in there, come back out of the ship in his ghost form. And then you have to fight him in his ghost form. Well, you have to dodge him like three times with yep. this hook hand. It was so good. It was, yeah. So, and so, like, that's a really great example of, you know, it's it's one of those things where you can't just describe in one fell swoop, oh, yeah, it's a shark ghost. It's like, well, it's a shark ghost with an eye patch, and under the eye patch is an elevator button that you're trying to capture so you can get to the next floor in the hotel, and he's also got a hook for a hand that he, you know, spins around and slams into the wood, but then also he possesses the ship, and then he fires bombs at you. And, and the music like, is great, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's like, it, they, they were all all like that. And I'm so glad we get to review Nintendo games, because they're usually just so creative. Mm-hmm. Like, even if the like main gameplay loop isn't our thing, they're usually just always so polished and impressive, and this one was no exception to that. Yeah. Yeah, and the shark one was one of my favorites for sure. It's funny you mentioned that. I would I probably would have mentioned that one first. Uh, and then the pianist. Oh my gosh, that the, the music level. The was... music level, not only but when we came back to it, it yeah. was even really good. Yeah, the, there's a there's a pianist that comes and like the the again he he possesses the piano, and so the piano like then has a mouth and starts like <laughs> so good. And then uh, then and the there music was... too. The music yeah. like goes with it. it it's the, the whole thing, and then. And then there was the movie director. Oh, yeah. Who but he wasn't a boss. You didn't actually fight him. You were trying to find his megaphone so that he could continue casting and, and filming you know, films. And then once you do the favor for him and, and get the megaphone, he opens up this new set 
that he'd been wanting to film a movie on. It turns out there's this like ghost Godzilla and you fight it in this mini city. Oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot like, about that. I was like, this is unbelievable. That was so good. You were making a picture for this guy. Yeah. And, and he's were... filming your boss fight. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, so there was, there was stuff like that in this game that was very creative. And every time you encountered it, even though it was like very off the wall, um, there was no... I had no trouble with the suspension of display. I, I think, you know, Nintendo obviously benefits from the fact that from the get-go, you know, you're Mario or Luigi and you're in this world that's already, you have to suspend disbelief in order just to get into the game. And once you're there and they've captured you, they can throw almost anything your way, it seems like. But they, they it seems like they spend the extra time to make sure that it fits into their narrative. It fits into the world that they've created. And it all just felt like it was exactly how it was supposed to be. It's such a weird game to describe. Yeah. Like... It, it conceptually just feels like uh, just like just this like weird unique little series that mm-hmm. has like what a, what a weird fucking mechanic mm-hmm. like a lot of the vacuuming stuff is just pointless like you're just vacuuming up books and paper and yeah. stuff but mm-hmm. we cleared out rooms because it was satisfying to just like clean areas in fact sometimes we would go these stretches <coughs> where excuse you sorry we would there we would have these stretches where um, coronavirus yeah got the Wuhan. Mm-hmm. Um, there's these stretches where you know we just be sucking up money and sucking up coins and sucking up gold bars and sucking up bats and whatever and then we'd stumble again into one of these rooms where you could break and vacuum everything and we mm-hmm. just go ham. I mean it was just like yes a, a mm-hmm. level we can destroy things on just break everything in the room. We would go eat ham. Yeah we would while we're playing the game. It was very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It was or as you call it. Pamil Bacon. Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, Yeah. So, oh, yeah. You also mentioned music. Music was another good thing in this game. Well, let's talk about Guiji. Let's talk about Guiji. So, uh, the co op mechanism in this game is is like a lot of games where I play this character called Guiji, who is this really gross, like, Teenage Mutant Turtle secret oozy. Yeah. Secret of the ooze green. uh, Boy, that's a reference. Luigi, like what are those? What are those things? It's that, like, like a jelly mold your of kids Luigi. Would play with. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like Jello mold. Jell- Excuse me, yeah. jelly. Sorry, Jello Luigi. Yeah, and the mechanic of him was ex- almost exactly the same as uh, Luigi, except for two things. One, I couldn't control where we went, which was obnoxious sometimes because Matt would dilly dally mm-hmm. uh, or not <clears throat> destroy things or not solve puzzles quick enough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one two is I could go through grates and uh, vents, so it would open up secret areas. So like I would sink into the floor, and it would make really like gross, like yeah, like really like it was really endearing, but also like disgusting at the same time. <laughs> um, and it was a really fun, it was really fun to play co op like that. Um, it actually reminded me of Portal Two a lot in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Because I think I knew what I was getting into, and you didn't have any idea what you were getting into. None. Yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. And it showed in the beginning when I was just like, <laughs> just fucking go do that, that, Matt. Just go do that. But then you got really good at it. Well, so you also couldn't open doors. Yeah, I can't open doors. And even though you could pick up things like keys and elevator buttons, which progressed the level, we couldn't go through areas without swapping, passing that off to me. Right, and I could lose them, too, if I got hit. Yeah, and the other thing that you were susceptible to was water. So there would be these oh, water yeah, hazards yeah. that if, you know, water hit you in the face or you stepped in a puddle, I'd be fine, but you would disintegrate. So a lot of time there were mechanisms where like there'd be water and I and Matt would have to do everything or 
there was an entire level. It was the mall where I pretty much had to do most of the stuff. Because there were security gates that there was, he could yeah. slip through and I couldn't. Yep. And so it was just Matt watching me play Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. And so it happened. It didn't happen enough where we were like, well, fuck, why even bother with co-op? Right. It happened rarely, but it was always, it was actually kind of nice because sometimes. You get to take a break and kind of watch the other person play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you did put most of the energy into the game. And Matt would have to do the really boring stuff like walking back to the elevator mm-hmm. and stuff that you're just like, can't we just like fast travel well so but the payoff of the guiji mechanic was immense because we'd spent you know hours and multiple levels playing uh and and understanding these completely separate mechanics however most of the time when you were really taking full advantage of them you were doing them and trading back and forth so like i would watch kenny slip down through a grate and clear out the little basement area that i couldn't even get to and then he'd pop back up and then we'd continue playing and that's how almost all of the guiji puzzles went up until the very last boss fight in which Kenny needs to slip down below the boss. And while I am avoiding hazards and trying to prevent us from dying, he has to, as fast as possible, be sliding through all these Guiji patterns and disabling these lasers and bombs and stuff. And each time he disables them, then I get a a brief opportunity to attack the ghost and try and progress the boss fight. And then it resets and we have to go through it all again. And it was... It was crazy. It was super fun, and we knew it was funny because they, they taught us all the mechanics, never combined them, so we knew exactly what we had to do, but it was the first time we ever had to do it in that way, and that it was That wasn't awesome. the final boss fight, though. Well, yeah, it wasn't the final. The, the semi-final. Yeah. Yeah. But it was great. Yeah. Um, I really liked Gooigi. Uh, I mean, in Nintendo... This wasn't like a direct... It was one of Nintendo's. They, they had some other company built it, I think, uh, here, actually. If I recall, but I'm not sure. I'm, I mean, they're usually joint efforts. Um, uh, they're just really good at quirky characters. Yeah. And Guiji, uh, again, had a button that you could press to call for Mario, yeah. except it was Guiji's Mario. Except it sounded gooey. Yeah, it was a waddle. Like we talked about. <laughs> that was so funny. So, like in, in Dead Dead Time, we would just start going Mario. We would just yep. press the Mario button. The one thing I really hated about this game was there you can fire this plunger for some unknown reason out of your vacuum (laughs) so you can fire a plunger and stick it to things and then you can use the vacuum to um, suck in the rope that's attached to the plunger and use it to pull things off the wall and pull switches and stuff kenny as guiji had the ability to fire his plunger and stick it to my head and it, I could not stick my plunger to his head. No, it was really fun. I would just give him goo hats yeah, constantly. So every time we got into the elevator to switch levels, I was standing in the elevator with a goo plunger on my head. And no matter how hard I tried, I could not fire a plunger onto Kenny's head. And it was so annoying. You know, it never got old. Like, yeah. I just kept enjoying doing it because it just looked so stupid. Well, I hated it. Like a dunce hat. Like, I really <laughs> wish they could have had some sort of counteract. Yeah, like, that. it would have been funny if... Um, you know, when it was on my head, you could then vacuum it up or do something, and there was some, you know, little mini game there. That would have been fun. Another thing that was great in this game uh, is the pun game was really strong in this game, and like it goes along those quirky. Uh, the main, the main line uh, villains are are okay. Like the, it's you know, it's pretty typical. The princess is in another castle kind of thing. Yep, yep. But like they had these things called boos, which were special hidden ghosts in each level, and they were like. They always Bigger had ghosts, fucking hilarious names. Yeah, depending on where they were. It was always Boo something. Yeah. Can you remember any of them? Um, so they made an impact, clearly. So there was the uh, aerobics one that was, 
I can't remember this. <laughs> but you, we swear you, they're good. You talk. I'll look it up. Okay. Uh, yeah. So each level um, has a secret hidden ghost after you beat the area. Um, and there is actually... You get a ton of money in this game. And if you spend that money... Uh, you can spend that money on, like, essentially hints for where things are. Uh, we found all the booze, usually through hints. We just went and bought them. Um because we have so much money in this game, which ended up biting us in the ass, we found out later. Um, because we went through and we got all the booze and we got all the crystals. Each floor has like extra puzzles for these like crystal things that are per floor. And we were hoping that we would get something bonus at the end of the game. Uh, a running gag being hard mode, because in, if you beat Tropical Freeze, uh, another Switch game that's worth trying. Uh, and you 100% it, you unlock hard mode, which is ridiculous because that game is fucking hard as fuck. Um, and in this case, we were hoping maybe we either unlocked hard mode or maybe we got a special bonus ending. But no, it turns out we just got achievements. And this game has achievements, which no no Nintendo game really has, but they're like not a universal system. I'm dying here, Matt. I'm not used to oh, talking about this I've got much. the whole list. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I thought you were literally talking about something. Oh, no. I'm out of breath. I just want to <laughs> stop talking. I'm not sure if I can find the exact, uh, the one I was just mentioning, so I'll just scroll through the list and read a couple that were really good. Um, the one that we fought um, that was inside the, uh, you find inside the bookcase, and it was inside that sort of yoga studio or whatever with the bamboo floors and all the other stuff. That yeah. was bamboo. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, and then there was the one that we found inside the hat rack next to all the, um, old ladies clothes. And that one was called taboo, which is great. Um, I don't remember where this one was. It says it was in the nursery, but it was turbo for turbo. Uh huh. Um, I'm looking up things like Kung Boo, Gumbo. I don't remember. Do you remember Gumbo? Uh, no. It was in a hidden room. I don't know. I mean, we found them all. Boodacious. We got, there. we got the, the achievement. Yeah, um, Boo Regard. <laughs> that was good. Uh, Mr. Boo Jangles. Yeah. All right, we can stop reading Boo okay. names. Let's see if I can find the last one. Uh, it was super, it was fun finding them. I mean, it, it was like a vibration mechanic, too. So, like, the co the closer Guiji got to something, uh, he would start vibrating. My controller would start vibrating. And Guiji actually is in a canister on Luigi's back. So I could go into that canister if I just wanted to be lazy. And it turns out I'm not really good at sensing these things. <laughs> but Matt is like dead on every time. <laughs> like the vibrations, he could tell the difference. But me, I'm just like, that feels this, that feels that. You just got to like blow on your fingertips a little bit right before you, before you start and you're good to go. Well, I blow on my fingertips before I do anything, Matt. Yeah. So I feel like that advice is, you know, I, you know. a little little common knowledge. Yeah. Well, I've got sensitive fingertips, I guess. You do. You're just a very sensitive boy. Mm -hmm. A most special sensitive boy. Artist boy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that we really love this game. Is yeah. that a fair thing to say? Like, it, it's all the things we love about Nintendo games, pretty much. Yeah. I. Uh, it, it's really hard to gauge. Um, it's fine, because when I was looking back and I really loved and enjoyed playing this game, I still do feel a little bit like, had I played it by myself or without you um definitely there was that this some of those annoyances in the beginning of like oh man these controls are terrible and like i just i don't want to i don't i i assume i would have put the effort in and continue getting through that and playing all that stuff for the podcast i didn't have to you know because like we were spending time together and hanging out while we played the game and so that was you know it, it just was going to keep me going anyways mm -hmm. um 
Plus Cer- our pre and post game snuggling. Certainly glad that I did because yeah, I mean it's if you can get over those controls in the beginning, it's uh, like I said, I, I can't I can't heap more praise on it other than to just reiterate what I said in the beginning, which is that like it is um, deceiving what a great puzzle game this actually is when on the surface it just looks like you're sucking things up with a vacuum yeah um so it's it's brilliant in that capacity and it's very fun to play once you get all the mechanics down yeah uh i mean i would say if you have a switch uh which we now do although i don't think we have any other switch games on the docket not to podcast about yet although we do play some games on the switch that are on pc and stuff yeah uh yeah i would say if you uh this is a great game. You should totally play it. It has a great sense of humor. It's pretty breezy. It wasn't too long. No. Um, I mean, I guess it depends how good you are at solving puzzles. Yeah, I'm trying to think, what, it take us like five play sessions? Yeah. Five nights? Probably about three, like 15 hours, probably. Yeah. Oh. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. And we got everything, so we yeah, spent we... a lot of time backtracking for booze and Except we gems. got a B grade. Oh, yeah, you get graded at the end, and we were so fucking pissed because we got everything. We got everything and got a B. And I looked it up, and it's money. So make sure you keep at least, like, 60 grand. I think we were off, like, by 10 grand We were off by, yeah, a lot. It was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's easy to get money in the game. We made a joke constantly, and then what's ironic is that it totally bit us in the ass. Yeah, it's probably those last two floors where we were just like, we don't need to get all the money. Yeah, it was probably (laughs) that. But we were kind of, you know, this game ends when it ends. It should end there, and it feels like... Anything more would have been overkill. Yeah, totally. It was great. So go play Luigi's Mansion. Do it. Uh, and support us on Patreon and review us on iTunes and, I don't know, send us sandwiches. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, for the Chips and Pits podcast, I'm Kenny Myers, and with me as always... Mario. 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 Mario Anderson. Mario Anderson, Esquire. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll be back next month with something. Something great. Something great, maybe. I yep. don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. Yeah, you do. Is it, What is it? It's, um... Is it Darksiders? No, it's Gears of War. Gears of War. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That'll be an interesting one. We'll see <laughs> where Matt lands on that. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Have a lovely day. Uh, and, uh, Or night. Or night. Yeah. I I don't really know how to end these fucking things. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. What?